0: This week, we're going to talk about LinkedIn, networking, and soft skills with a special guest, Mike Sheila of Mike Sheila Consulting. Mike is a master networker, both on LinkedIn and in other networking situations, so you're not going to want to miss this discussion. All that and more coming up in just a few seconds.
1: Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away,
0: guys. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, Episode 50. I'm Dr. Tobin Porterfield, and out in the field conducting this interview with Mike Sheila is my co-host, Bob Graham. Welcome back to returning listeners and to newcomers. You started on a great day. We do these weekly podcasts to shed light on the 55 soft skills we uncovered that employees and teams use in work situations. In addition to this podcast, we wrote an award-seeking book, The 55 Soft Skills That Guide Employee and Organizational Success, which you can find on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our own website, SeriousSoftSkills.com. Today, we're going to talk about networking and the soft skills it requires with a true expert. Mike Sheila is founder and head of Mike Sheila Consulting, a Maryland-based company that teaches individuals and organizations how to use LinkedIn to advance their business objectives, including sales, recruiting, and hiring. Mike draws on more than two decades of sales experience and has used LinkedIn faithfully to avoid having to make those cold calls. Take it away, Bob.
2: That's right Toby. Mike is with me and we are ready to start talking about LinkedIn networking in general and soft skills. But before we start, let me just explain a bit about Mike. He's a tireless advocate for the success of the people around him and he aligns himself with people of high caliber. I'm honored to be a friend of his and uh, he's been a great supporter of me personally, of me professionally, of and of serious soft skills as you well know Toby. I first heard Mike talk about LinkedIn to a business group, I think it was about eight years ago. Is that right, Mike? That sounds about right. Okay. Since then, he's he's uh, perfected it. He's used it powerfully in his businesses. He really has. I mean, he's one of the few people I can say really uses LinkedIn as a real tool to get contacts, leads, and to develop business. A lot of people talk about it, but, but Mike actually does it. And those skills, he's been kind enough to share with uh, scores of my students over the last couple of years, and it's really helped them find their opportunities that they're looking for in their career. So I want to say publicly, thank you for that, Mike. And Mike is also passionate and eager to share that knowledge whatever he can say and and learn about LinkedIn and networking and life with whoever is willing to ask him. So he was a logical choice to talk about these issues with us. So, Mike, welcome and let's get started. A lot of us are using LinkedIn or we're trying to use LinkedIn, some of us better than others. How can we do it better and what soft skills should we be thinking about as we're using LinkedIn?
1: I think the most important... Process with LinkedIn regarding soft skills is what is the result of the content that you want? So when you post something, why are you posting it? What do you want your audience to do with it? And I'll give a great example. A couple of years ago, I saw a post on LinkedIn from a woman who I would describe as 30 something so she wasn't what you would call young or old. She was right smack in the middle. And the picture, she posted two pictures of herself. And the question that she put out was, which one do you think I should use as my profile picture? Now, I want to qualify this by saying neither picture was unprofessional. She wasn't dressed inappropriately. She. Wasn't doing anything inappropriate. One picture she was standing, the other picture she was sitting. And this woman is a realtor. My comment on the post was, I think the left picture is more professional than the right picture, but I would recommend that you use a professional photographer. So that was my contribution to the conversation. There were over three thousand thousand comments on that picture. And they ranked everywhere from looking good, sweetheart, to things that I can only describe as career suicide. I believe her intent was a good intent. She wanted to get honest feedback. But I don't believe the post did what she wanted it to do because it solicited a lot of really inappropriate content. And to a certain extent, you can never eliminate that. But when you think about the perspective of I'm on LinkedIn as a professional, I want to increase my professional engagement. I want to increase my professional contacts. That should help qualify what you do and do not share and how you respond to other people's content. You know, most of those people that responded to her posts were not Responding in a way that drove them forward professionally. In fact, many of them committed career suicide.
2: Mike, do you think that's because a lot of people confuse LinkedIn with Facebook or Twitter or some of the other social media platforms that are a little looser and a little more personal and less focused on careers? That's an
1: interesting perspective. I think it actually has more to do with how little thought people put into their content across all platforms. And you pick any topic, let's use politics for a moment because that's about as polarizing as they come. Okay. Why does anybody post anything about politics on any social media platform? The likelihood that you are going to persuade someone to agree with you, it's in single digits as far as the likelihood. So the drive of that post, if we look at this from a soft skills position, you're – you're alienating people that you otherwise want to ingratiate yourself with because there's going to be a percentage of people that completely disagree with you. Now, there are there's a percentage of people that do agree with you, but you don't know which ones are which. You don't know who you're offending and who is going to become an advocate. And there are much better ways to align yourself with people than using something as polarizing as politics or religion or race or gender or all those other things that they strike a hard line and make people say yes or no, as opposed to being open to conversation.
2: So, Mike, what should we be posting on LinkedIn to to propel things in a positive business climate?
1: My perspective has always been – sharing content of value. And that doesn't mean that everybody values your content, but it means that people can find your content valuable. And that's kind of a vague session. And, And you know this because we've been connected for a long time. Most of my content, when I post on LinkedIn, I'm trying to give a little tidbit, a little piece of advice. And I, I, I always say, hey, shameless self-promotion, you want to learn more, check this out. So I'm very honest about that piece. And I think that's the other one that people miss is that they're afraid to say, hey, I'm here to do business. And there's nothing wrong with doing business so long as that's not 90% of your message. If 90% of your message is value and at the end, hey, shameless self-promotion, I'd like you to work with me. I think people will appreciate that more often than not, that mentality.
2: This morning before we got started, I, the, they're cutting grass where I am outside, and it's real, it was really loud. And I posted something on LinkedIn that said, if you want to guarantee they cut your grass in the morning, schedule a podcast interview. now now you laughed and that was my intent and i felt like i've been posting a lot of serious stuff excuse the pun serious soft skills serious stuff Uh, is that the kind of thing that once in a while we want to post because it gets at our personality because i think you would probably agree that that post is consistent with the bob graham that you know
1: it is consistent and I don't think there's anything wrong with a post like that when it's the exception as opposed to the rule. So if all I ever heard you do was make snarky comments about people cutting your grass – That would really reframe my perspective of you as a professional.
2: Right. And I think you get at a really good point that ultimately everything we're posting on LinkedIn or any social media or anything we're writing or saying is about how people are framing us, right? Yes. It's It's all about the frame. I think, I think that's probably the best takeaway we can have. So, Mike, why don't we take a short break right now, and we'll be right back to talk to Mike more about LinkedIn, networking, and soft skills. Let's take a short break. You're listening to the Serious Soft Skills Podcast.
0: Does your organization or team need help in putting soft skills to work? We want to help you. We do our webinars and workshops online, on the phone, and in person to help teams become more successful. If you or someone you know could use our help, contact us at podcast at serioussoftskills.com today, or you can call us at 937-SKILLS-5.
2: Now, back to the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. We have been talking to Mike Sheila about LinkedIn, networking, and uh, soft skills that we use in those. And Mike uh, is at MikeSheila.com. That's M-I-K-E-S-H-E-L-A-H. Dot com And you can see uh, blog posts and you can subscribe to his newsletter and you can find about his, out about his upcoming LinkedIn sessions. He also has a great social media presence on LinkedIn and various other platforms. And I would assume, Mike, if someone's listening to this and they connect with you on LinkedIn, you'd be happy to connect with them, right? They should just probably not send the standard I want to connect with you, but it would be better if they said, I want to connect with you because I heard you say great things on the Serious Soft Skills podcast. Is that correct? Correct. In fact, I had a gentleman do that the other day. He sent me a blind connection request,
1: and I responded and said, thanks for reaching out. I don't think we've met before. What about my profile interested you in connecting? And his response was, I listen to your LinkedIn podcasts. And I said, great, which ones? He said, all of them. I did a search for people talking about LinkedIn on my podcast app, and you came up 20 times, so I
2: listened to all of them. That, and that's a great way to, to build your business through LinkedIn, right? I mean, there you have a highly qualified person who clearly has an interest in not just you, but what you're trying to articulate and could lead to business one way or another, right? The formula is working. Why don't you explain to us that formula, if you would? Because its I know you spend a lot of time thinking about LinkedIn and about networking in general. What is that formula?
1: Well, it's, it's the anti-sale. I, I came up in a sales industry. I, I started sales back in 1996, right out of college. And what I was exceptionally good at was cold calling. I can make 100 phone calls faster than anybody else I knew could knock on 100 doors. And I started using LinkedIn because cold calling stopped working. And there are people out there that will argue with me that it still works. And I will tell them they're wrong because you can you can get in front of so many more people, the right people, faster, leveraging the LinkedIn process. And it starts first with the connection, like you just said. So that's the first ingredient to this formula, is you connect with someone. And then the next step is cultivating. It's not about, hey, let me you something. It's what do you do? How can I help you? What are the things that make value for you? It, It really is about cultivating that relationship, because once you've cultivated the relationship, then you earn the right to ask. And that's what most Business professionals miss is earning the right to ask. They go straight for do business with me when they have not earned the right.
2: Wow, Mike, that that's that's really profound. That that's the first time I've heard you uh, go through. I guess you call them your three C's. Wow, you you have come a long way from the first time I heard you present about LinkedIn. I got to tell you that that was that was smooth and slick. I, I see a book coming down the pike from you. That makes perfect sense. And that earning the right, what does that lead to? And can you extrapolate that out to not just LinkedIn, but networking in general? Because I know a lot of people, when I talk to them about networking, they immediately frown like, oh, God, no, not that. Anything but anything but networking. What, how do you perceive networking and how does that work for you when you're working outside of LinkedIn? Well, first of all, I'm incredibly grateful for networking because that's how I met you and people like you. Okay, thank you, Mike. That was kind. so that's
1: so that that tra- that traditional method of being in a room with a bunch of people that you don't know or you don't know most of them. There's a level of value to that. The challenge is. How you conduct yourself in that model. And I remember the very first time that I met you was when you were leading a networking group up in Hunt Valley. It was 100 percent driven by your genuine interest in who I was. And we didn't even get to what you do probably until 20 or 30 minutes into the conversation. And because you didn't you didn't allow that. You you made it all about understanding who I am and what I do. And that was after the event. You and I sat down after the event and talked. That's the part that people miss. So if you take what I talked about on LinkedIn with Connect and Cultivate, it's the same thing when you go to a networking event. You meet somebody, and then you need to connect with them. You need to cultivate that relationship. You will do more business by offering to buy someone a cup of coffee than any other business model out there. It's that simple. I,
2: I would agree with you, Mike. And I, I I remembered that we met, and I did not remember it in such uh, detail. But wow, that, that, I—, I I I can imagine that happening, but your recall of it is uh, profound and, and interesting to me because I wonder how many thousand people... Thousands of people you've met in that intervening time. So maybe it's proof that focusing on the other person really is the key to get them to start to understand who and what you are. Mike, uh, why don't you take a couple of seconds now? And you talked about shameless self-promotion earlier. I'm going to give you the floor so you can do a little shameless self-promoting.
1: Go. I appreciate that. If you're in the Baltimore area, I have several workshops coming up. Timonium is June the 21st. And, of course, I do training in person for private corporations, and I also do virtual training. So I had a client in Pittsburgh that had me train their team across the internet. And it went exceptionally
2: well. And, Mike, how long are those training sessions when you deal with corporations? They're either
1: 90 minutes or three hours. It's the same content. It's the depth to which I get into the content is the difference between the 90 minutes and the three-hour session.
2: And what else are you working on? I know you're always working on a million things. What's going on with uh, Pathfinders for Autism?
1: That is a platform that is very near and dear to my heart. So my son was diagnosed with autism just before his third birthday. Uh, He turned 13 this year and – They have been a tremendous resource. They serve the Maryland community. They provide events. They provide counseling and resource. They provide guidance. They give people like me a place to go so we don't feel like we're all alone dealing with our children. And I've been active as a volunteer with them now for seven years, and I've been on their board of directors now for four years.
2: What's the link, Mike, if someone wanted to find out about more on Pathfinders for Autism and maybe supporting? I know you have a run that comes up soon, I believe, and some other events. What's that link?
1: You are correct. The, the, the zoo run in Baltimore is coming up in September, and they can go to PathfindersForAutism.org. So it's Pathfinders with an S for Autism.
2: Thank you, Mike. This has been really great. I think you've given us some real insights into LinkedIn, into networking, and what we're really striving to achieve and how our soft skills took come together for that. If you want to learn more about Mike, you can visit him at his website, MikeSheila.com. That's M-I-K-E-S-H-E-L-A-H.com, where you can sign up for his newsletter. It's really great. And you can get LinkedIn and uh, increasingly emotional intelligence training and help for you and your team. Back to you, Toby. Thanks, Bob. I'd not thought about LinkedIn or networking in quite those ways before. Mike, you really
0: opened my eyes to some of the possibilities and the real objectives for using LinkedIn, networking, and how to build our careers and businesses with those tools. Thanks, Mike. If you want to contact Mike, you'll find his information in the show notes. That's it for this episode of Serious Soft Skills Podcast. Next week, we're going to explore the soft skill of cultural awareness, what it means, why it matters, and how to be better at it. You won't want to miss it. So until then, thanks, Mike. Thank you, listener, for listening. Good day, and, of course, good soft skills. You've been listening to Series Soft Skills
1: with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, seriussoftskills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Series Soft Skills every Wednesday.